Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird here from Largo, Florida. It's really funny. I have to have a towel here because uh, it's so muggy. I get so sweaty out here that if I don't wipe my fingers down, the mouse mouse pad won't work. So it's pretty hilarious. So um, first off, Dr. Stillman on tomorrow's live. We will not be live. Well, it will be live. It'll be coming live on our channel. Uh, but Dr. Stillman is going to be on uh, Allison Morrow's live show at 9 a.m. So, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're watching this on Facebook, I think I don't think it'll stream on Twitter, but um, you'll be able to watch him there speak with her about some interesting stuff, interesting surveys the CDC has sent out. Make sure you go down in the in the description and and check out the uh, set a reminder for the, the, the thyroid webinar we're doing. That's about the thyroid course we're ending that we are doing at the end of the month. Um, we're going to tell you about how it's going to help you if you've got some thyroid things. Today's discussion is based on an Instagram post that I shared. A guy named Michael Finch uh, shared this picture uh, at the beach of a sign that said, there's no such thing as a safe tan to you know, protect yourself from the evil, evil sun. And so I shared that and uh, it's gotten a little bit of traction on Instagram. So you can go by there and check it out read the comments. It's pretty, pretty interesting, but this is something Dr. Stillman and I are constantly answering questions about is the sun and disclaimer. <clears throat> there is literally like you can die from too much oxygen. You can die from too much water. Like the, the, the poison is always in the dose. Right. And when Dr. Stillman goes, gets on here, we'll start going through a lot of the, the science and stuff, but um, the biggest problem people have today is they don't spend any time outside and then they go burn, right? Which is the equivalent of, you know, running a marathon without training for it. And you can do that, but you're probably going to end up fractured feet and fractured shins and stuff, right? But part of the problem is, is they've scared people away from the sun. Um, you know, if you want to basically make your body more resilient, to handle more sun, which you need more sun, People don't understand the darker your skin, the more sun you need. And this is something that African-Americans haven't been told. Um, one of the reasons they struggle in places like New York and in Canada and all these northern latitudes is because even if they stood outside naked, at, you know, um, all day in the sun in Cleveland, they aren't going to get enough UV. They're designed to handle tons of UV. That's why they're dark. The lighter your skin, the less UV you need. But that doesn't mean you don't need sun still. You still need sun. But in particular... Most people, most humans, modern humans are not getting the mornings and the evenings, which are the healing parts of the spectrum, particularly the morning where you get that morning light. So people are so scared of the sun that it, it, it's actually um, becoming a huge, huge detriment. Um, if you look at, you know, the numbers of, of, you know, like if you look at these countries like England, um, oh, there he is. Good morning, everyone. Hello, Dr. Stillman. I just went through our. Uh, a little sun spiel spiel about solar calluses and uh, running, you know, running marathons without training. <clears throat> Where did this? Um, I also told people you're going to be on Allison tomorrow. Tomorrow. Cool. Um, where did this? Did from my understanding, this fear of UV light came from them putting cells in a petri dish and then basically baking it with UV light. Is that understanding correct? Am I wrong on that? How did this? Where did this fear come from? I mean, yes and no. So. There, there, there's a number of strong, yeah, 
you got to reconnect your Facebook page. It's been uh, giving you notices for days. You got minutes. No, 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 no. It, it's on there. It's going. I know it is, but it says in a few minutes, it, StreamYard will lose access to Facebook account. Jim Laird's yeah, ranking condition. It said in two hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fix it. Don't worry. I tried to fix it the other day and it wouldn't let me. So, so anyway, that's not for melanoma. <clears throat> um, there's key risk factors for melanoma. And the key, the bottom line with these risk factors is basically the amount of um, solar of damage that you take to your skin from the sun. And when I say damage, I'm very careful to say that. It might be better to say number of skin, uh, sunburns. There's also stronger associations, if I recall correctly, with sunburns in adolescence and childhood. And let's back up for a minute and ask ourselves, if the sun causes skin cancer, then who should have the most skin cancer? Lifeguards, people with history of lifeguarding, outdoor electrical, workers, electrical line workers, construction workers, farm workers, agricultural workers. But we don't actually see that. And they've looked at it very consistently in the electrical line worker industry, and they don't have an increased risk of melanoma. And they very clearly say that we don't understand why they don't have an increased risk of melanoma. What you'll also see is that UVA light from tanning beds is associated with melanoma. Now, the problem with this, right, is that who's using tanning beds? If you have ever been to a gym, you may have seen that they have a tanning bed there or tanning booth. People who are getting tans are interested in looking a certain way, performing a certain way, appearing a certain way. They're taking pre-workout. They're doing performance-enhancing drugs. They're doing crazy things with, with you know pharmaceuticals in order to cut or bulk or lean out or whatever. These are not necessarily healthy people, right? And guess where they're working out? Indoors, under fake blue artificial light, without red and infrared light. If the sun causes the majority of skin cancers, then we would expect for people who get the most sun exposure to have the most skin cancers. But as I've just explained, that doesn't necessarily follow. The other thing is you got to pay attention to what are you really concerned about? I'll often ask people, would you rather have melanoma or colon cancer? And they'll say, well, I don't know. Think about it though. About 7,000 people a year in the United States die of melanoma with early detection, the one to two year, uh, survival is now like 93% or something like that. With colon cancer, it's also high because we have colonoscopies. But would you rather go to your dermatologist and have them look you over once a year as I just did a few weeks ago? I'm actually waiting for the biopsy results right now for my doctor to call me back. Um, would you rather have that or would you rather have a colonoscopy? I know I would rather go to the dermatologist and have something cut out of me occasionally. So it's the easiest cancer to detect. There's a high survival rate, and it kills a relatively low number of people because of this. When you look at colon cancer, lung cancer, brain cancer, these are diseases that are correlated with low vitamin D levels, and many of them increase also autoimmune diseases and allergies the further and further and further you get away from the equator where the sun is most intense, and people often get more of it and have more burns. So uh, there's a lot of different elements to this but the bottom line here is basically this. The sun is not responsible for skin cancer. The sun can play a role if you are overexposed. And if you eat a terrible diet and have a terrible lifestyle, otherwise it's going to make that worse. When you look at the things that really move the needle on your mortality though, 
it's not avoiding the sun. And that's where the sun, the sun and survival data becomes very interesting. So the melanoma in Southern Sweden trial was a trial where they looked at the risk of melanoma and death if you, based on sun exposure. And the patients who got the most sun had, uh, the patients who smoked and had the most sun had the same risk of death as the people who did not smoke, but lived indoors the most. And what that means essentially is that sun avoidance is a risk factor for all cause mortality that's equivalent to smoking. So let that sink in. Most yeah. people, you ask them, would you smoke? Of course not. It's bad for you. Would you avoid the sun? Of course I would. It causes skin cancer. Hold on a minute. I just said 7,000 people a year die of melanoma in the United States. 12,000 round numbers die of skin cancer in general. Yes, there are disfiguring surgeries people are going to have to have because they have basal cell or squamous cell on their nose, their cheek, etc. That's the price you pay for the sport you play. And if you'd rather have good-looking skin and run a higher risk of solid organ tumors or heart disease or other cancers or autoimmune diseases or allergies, then that's your choice. But make that choice understanding the trade-off. And the, um, the other element of this that I was going to talk about is the element of survival with melanoma. Well, before I get into that, let me give you some numbers as well on, on risk of death in general. So about 300, am I getting this right? No, it's about 3 million Americans die every year, plus or minus a couple hundred thousand. Do the math. What's 12,000 divided by 3 million? It's a very small number. So a vanishingly small proportion of people die of skin cancer. More people are died by are killed by motor vehicle accidents. I haven't looked this up, but I'm sure more people are, are killed in violent crimes and homicides. I could be wrong about that, but that's my bet. Um, and the other element to that as well is look at the top 10 causes of death. They're all linked to lack of sun exposure and low vitamin D levels. So right there, you know, would you rather lower your risk for those top 10 causes of death that are most common? Or would you rather lower your risk of a cause of death? That's only 12,000 people per year. I know and where I mean, I'm putting my, I know where I'm putting my money. Yeah, exactly. And there's, you can really tell where, where, I, where I'm sitting. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right. But it, here's the thing too, about the skin aging thing. I think the people age their skin because they don't get enough morning and evening light. Well, on top of that, they're not eating the right nutrients. You know, how many right, people do we right. see in the practice who they start eating more protein and they feel just worlds better? Right. And they have the collagen, to, you know, they have the, the resources to actually repair their skin, not to mention all the inflammation that, that you know, refined garbage food causes. Um, right. And, 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 and you have to use some discernment here. Like, we're not saying, like, don't protect yourself from the sun if you're getting too much. Like, when I'm in Nicaragua, and it's two or three o'clock in the afternoon and I start feeling like I'm going to burn, I get in the shade. I mean, it's yeah. common sense. Like, And I, I counsel this when I'm talking to people, they're like, well, look, I'm, I have red hair and I have the most pale skin of anyone you'll ever meet. And I say, look, you know, I don't want, I'm not telling you to go outside and, and burn. I'm not telling anyone to go get a sunburn. The electrical line workers, their data makes it very clear to me that, that consistent sun exposure is safe. It's safe and it's part of being healthy. So make it consistent. And like Jim is saying, you know, getting morning light, getting evening light helps precondition your skin for the stress of the ultraviolet during the middle of the day. And it helps it recover if it takes too much damage from the UV. So the worst strategy is the one that most people are employing now. They get no sunlight in the early morning. They go out in the middle of the day if they are at the beach, occasionally on vacation, or they're 
you know, on the weekend, they're going to their friend's pool party or whatever. They get into their bikini, they get into their bathing suit, they roast, they may slather up with absolutely toxic carcinogenic, carcinogen containing sunscreens. They're using carcinogenic personal care products, whether it's perfumes or deodorants or lotions or whatever. And boom, they burn, they roast, they get a lot of skin damage, and then they end up with, you know, skin cancers. And I've heard cases of people who their skin cancer problems went away, recurrent basal cells, squamous cells. Uh, they went away when they stopped eating certain foods or they stopped using certain products. And this is where the dermatology literature is really anemic. It's pathetic. They don't actually ask really solid questions of what sunscreen should everyone be using. They just treat them all like they're the same. Well, these are very complex products with very complicated chemicals. And if you've ever looked at the side of a bottle of sunscreen, you'll realize that there's an enormous number of ingredients. And those ingredients, you know, have perhaps unknown or un quantified effects on your skin. So the idea that we're just slathering up with this stuff because it has you, you know, what is it? The, the UV or UV protection index? Uh, yes. Whatever that 50. is. I don't even know what it is. You want to, you want to use one 50, 50, got to use 50. Right. Exactly. Is bananas. And I remember you getting rub, you might as well just rub motor oil on yourself. I remember getting a skin rash when I was a kid mm. and it was the, it was due to the, the, uh, the suntan lotion we were, or the, uh, sunscreen we were using yeah um, what's the sunscreen you recommend is it badger i like badger products okay badger um makes zinc oxide products that are all um yeah it's great okay monique has a great comment i'm working with breast cancer women for 17 years all of them without exception have vitamin d deficiency below 20 monique one of the interesting pieces of the literature on breast cancer is that it's one of the situations in which we've found that high, high doses of vitamin D do have a beneficial effect on mortality. And many cancer doctors, even conventional, will give their breast cancer patients 10,000 IU of vitamin D every day for that reason. So what I brought up on the screen here, for those of you who are listening to this, is one of the great studies that really shaped my thinking on this, entitled Sun Exposure and Mortality for Melanoma by Marianne Berwick and a bunch of other people whose names I won't rattle off here. You can read it if you want. This is from 2005, so this is not new, okay? So this paper is really funny. Um, it's really funny because they the way that they they phrase all of this is very weird, okay? And, and, and I want to go through it for a minute so that we can really talk about what it means. So... This purpose of the study was to evaluate the association between measures of skin screening and death from cutaneous melanoma. So they, they followed people um, with cutaneous melanoma for an average of more than five years. Okay. And they looked at things like intermittent sun exposure, perceived awareness of the skin, skin self-screening and physician screening. And then they looked at the risk of death from melanoma. Okay. What they found is sunburn, high intermittent sun exposure, skin awareness histories, and solar elastosis were statistically significantly inversely associated with death from melanoma. Okay. What is their conclusion? Sun exposure is associated with increased survival from melanoma. What does that mean? The more sun you get, the greater your survival will be if you've had melanoma. But don't go in the sun. You'll get melanoma. 
Yeah, and they're, 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 I remember in their, in their conclusion, they have these really funny statements like, we're not really sure why this is going on. Um, I want to try and find it here because it's really funny. While you're looking for that, Monique, uh, Google Texas A&M breast cancer. It's going to pull up a study they did that basically looks at, they found that, uh, you know, they looked at the Brexit gene and they found that women that had a good circadian rhythm didn't pull the trigger for the breast cancer gene. Yeah. And the women that had broken circadian rhythms are the ones that, that got breast cancer. Of course, no one talks about all the studies linking cancer to circadian rhythm disruption, but mm. check that out. I think you'll find it interesting. So in this paper, they basically say that vitamin D may be the link uh, between the sun exposure, reducing your risk of death from melanoma. You know, I think the thing that a lot of these, um, and this is one of the things that really frustrates me about academia is these academics don't know about everything. And I have no problem with people not knowing anything about everything because it's a lot to know, but just knowing the different effects of different frequencies of sunlight on the skin gives you a wealth of information on why people might or might not have more melanoma with sun exposure, right? So would first you, of all, would you argue yeah. that maybe there's an agenda at play here as well? You know, if there is, I don't know exactly what level it's operating on. What I think people need to know is that unfortunately in academia, a lie gets halfway around the world before the truth has time to get its pants on. I think it was Winston Churchill who said that. But, you know, That's another great example of this would be prostate cancer and testosterone. So yes. you go to the average doctor and you say, hey, can we use testosterone or what role does testosterone play in prostate cancer? And the average doctor will say prostate cancer is made worse by testosterone. And that is total and complete hooey. It is nonsense. It has been thoroughly debunked in the literature by the experts and not even experts at some podunk university who have some maverick take on this. I'm talking about the guys at Harvard, you know, the most mainstream conventional. I mean, I don't have a lot of respect for that institution anymore and I'll just leave it at that. But these, this is not a controversial take if you actually bother to read the literature, but most doctors are 10, 20, 30 years behind the literature in a lot of cases, which is really sad. So my point with this, and when you look back at the, at the, at the, the reason for this, it all stems from this one urologist's um, paper on the topic, and no one ever did the real work to substantiate it, which is exactly the same thing we see with melanoma. Well, and that happened melanoma, with the lipid. That happened with the lipid hypothesis too, it's right? True. It's true. But with melanoma, <laughs> you know, as I was saying in the beginning, what happened was they said, "Wow, when we irradiate cells, they get damage with UVB light and UVA light," and that's true. But it's not the same to say, like, for example, when you go to the gym and you lift heavy weights, your muscles sustain damage. It doesn't mean that going to the gym is bad for you. In fact, weightlifting is strongly correlated with longevity. That's one of the reasons why in the Fundamentals of Wellness course, we included, started to include, just included a, uh, the addition of gym strength training. And this is why with the annual plans, we're currently overhauling them. We've paused admissions to them because we, we had to increase the price because of how much care we were providing people. And we're going to open that up later this month for the record. And, you know, if you're watching this in the future, listen to this in the future, it may be open again. It may not be. But the point is I decided, okay, I want everyone in the program, everyone in the practice to have access to strength and conditioning training because it's been so life-changing for me and my patients. And so 
what I was saying about melanoma risk though, and then why I think academia is long on this is they don't understand how different frequencies of light affect the human body. And the reason they don't know this is that the agenda in medical school curricula is to push more drugs, 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 drugs. The pharmaceutical industry long ago hijacked the, you might, the medical industrial complex, basically top to bottom from the mail room to the C-suite. And they basically, it's subtle, but everything that's being done in research revolves around creating new products for pharmaceutical companies to market. And so people don't get basic. I mean, I spent years reading basic science work in areas that I'd never even heard of in medical school. And that brings me back to the literature on melanoma and photobiomodulation and different frequencies of light. So when you look back in the literature, particularly with the Navy, Navy studies of microwave and radio wave radiation, if I recall correctly, there was a, a researcher whose name escapes me right now, who found that there was an increased risk of melanoma and radar operators in the Navy. That's correct. Look, nuclear, nuclear submarine drivers too. <laughs> oh, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people might say, well, what about the nuclear radiation on the submarine? It's very well contained in the reactor. And those things are loaded with microwave radiation because they have to beam that radiation through the water to the, the base stations back in the United States so they can communicate with their command. So we've got all this data and I could go through it, but I mean, there's so much data on the role of microwave and radio wave radiation causing cancers, small increases, you know, one or two cases per hundred thousand per five to 10 years. So very hard to detect, but when you add a cell phone, you add a Wi-Fi router, you add a Bluetooth, you know, headset, you add a Bluetooth speaker, you add a, you know, wireless um, fitness tracker. Speaking of which, I'm going to take off my aura ring and get the data from it. I wear it in airplane mode for the record because of this. Mm -hmm. So you look at all that and no wonder melanoma rates are going up despite the fact that people have moved indoors. And this is another fly in the ointment of the epidemiological literature. If the sun causes skin cancer, then why in the last hundred years as people have moved indoors in record numbers and drop their time outside from 90% to less than 3%. Why on earth have skin cancer rates just gone up and up and up? For the last year and a half, Monique says, I've seen a lot of breast cancer in women under the age of 35. I'm not surprised. Look at where they hold their cell phones when they go for a run. They throw it under the bra strap. They've even got bras with like cell phone holders on them now. They put it on the on their on their uh, their arm, their upper. Uh, their deltoid or their upper bicep, you know, it's not a, not a mystery to those of us who know how all these things work because we bothered to read the papers and actually look at what happened with patients. But getting back to the frequencies of light and their effects on the skin, you know, red and infrared light are really powerfully healing to the body. One of the big questions in the photobiomodulation literature, the red and infrared light therapy literature has been, do they increase the risk of cancer? Because they do technically increase proliferation rates and growth of tissue. But no matter where you look in the literature, you cannot find, and I defy anyone listening to this to find it, data where red and infrared light exposure increased your risk of cancer, which is one reason why we use it a lot in the head and neck cancer uh, world to mitigate the effects of things 
like radiation or to help with wound healing. Mm -hmm. And when you go up from there right into the visible light spectrum, it's very important to note that blue and green light induce the same lipid peroxidation that ultraviolet light induces in the skin, which is highly associated with cancers and degenerative illnesses. So why isn't unopposed red, or sorry, I should say blue and green light, invisible light being blamed for the epidemic of skin cancers? It's creating a lot of the same damage, but it doesn't cause a burn, right? And people, I mean, pound for pound, are you exposed to more sunlight or are you exposed to more artificial light? Right. The average office worker is just under artificial light 95% of their day. It's interesting. The women will pay thousands of dollars to a plastic surgeon, to a dermatologist to go get mm -hmm. a red light mass treatment. I'm getting a red light mass treatment right now for free. Sure. Here out here in the morning. Um, and, and, you know, it should be the warning that's on that beach in the picture should be in front of your TV screen. You really should be covering up as much. It's the opposite of what you've been told. TV is really be, interesting though. You should be um, covering up in front of when you're inside under fake lights yeah. and you need to be uncovering yourself as much as possible when you go outside um obviously in the afternoon when, it, when the uv is peaked then you might have to make some adjustments according sure. to your, your skin type and your solar callus but sure it's really that was good you zoomed that in good i did thank you yes which button is that is that the one on the left over there uh yeah monique we're not uh we're not surprised by that try not to get us uh banned from our social media platforms i'm not even going to talk about this good for... good code word good code word the juice the juice well, that, yeah they've been better off getting the real juice that would have been better for them juice as in testosterone well yeah well not for women but maybe prima bullet but not not testosterone oh jim yeah that side of me creeps out here once in a while Never dull like kind of like a creepy spider. Yeah. So I hope everyone, you know, understands the, the risks, the benefits, the trade-offs, has a little bit of an idea of, you know, what makes sense for solar exposure and what things you absolutely have to avoid. It doesn't take a lot of time digging into this literature to realize that there's more to it than just the sun causes skin cancer. And what I tell people is if the sun causes skin cancer, then spoons make people fat. And that doesn't make uh, spoon destruction a good weight loss strategy. So on that note, well, Jim, anything else you want to add? I mean, a lot of this is common sense. I mean, if you just think about it, it's common sense. And sure. a lot of people just unfortunately have lost that mainly due to the fact they're, uh, they're spinning in their head. One thing I will say before we sign off is something I've been thinking about a lot with a lot of the stuff I've been working on myself lately. Yeah. If you're trying to make a change in your life, you're in a bad place. And I don't know why I need, I've been told to say this, but, um, if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, if you don't love yourself and care for yourself, you one, you're not going to be in a good place. You're going to sabotage yourself constantly. And two, you're never going to have a healthy relationship with other people unless you have a good relationship with yourself first. So I don't know why I said that, but if that is applicable to you, great. Check out all our links below, you know, Stillman Wellness for the coaching side, Stillman MD for the medical side, thyroid webinars in there. Um, Check out the live tomorrow morning with Allison Morrow, Dr. Stillman. It'll be streamed here. It'll be streamed on Facebook. I don't think it links to Twitter, does it, when you share the stream? No. No. So it's just Facebook and YouTube. Um, hopefully, she'll get me a link to that so I can share it um, as well. So she, you can tune in to, to, to watch them because that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. We got a busy day ahead of us. Take care, everyone. Lots Have of group calls.
take care. Get outside.